to the Bench Racers Guild Podcast. <laughs> How many races have you been to a giraffe? Zero. But it's giving me good ideas now. We're making jumps out of an ore piles and stuff. If you stay alone there at night, so the coyote is going to attack you. <laughs> I've always told everybody, if you can't fix it with a hammer, you have an electric problem. And now, your host, Alan Delman and Adam Swanson. So this episode, I'm solo, and it was recorded a couple days before it was posted when I went to pick up a 2023 KTM 250 XCW. So that's most of the content of this episode as well as a news update. Quick uh, announcement for myself, because it's my podcast and I could do this kind of thing. Um, I am selling my 2018 KTM 250 EXCF. It's listed on Marketplace. It's listed on Craigslist in Rochester, KTM Talk, a couple places. So if you hear this and you are interested, hit us up on Facebook or BenchRacersGuild at gmail.com. Um, and I can get you all the details about price and all that. So... Anyway, here's a chronicle of my going to pick up a new bike day. 6 a.m. on a Tuesday, and that's a good time to be recording a podcast, right? So this episode is kind of a, uh, a chronicle throughout the day of going to pick up a new bike. So that's kind of why doing that so early. Uh, bike is a couple hours away, so going to pick it up, and uh, we'll be chronicling this throughout the day just because... Well, to be quite honest, I'm in the car for three and a half hours each way by myself, so I do something. Don't listen to so many other podcasts, so I decided to also make one. So a quick chronicle of that, and then, uh, yeah, you can just hear what happens throughout the day. I don't know how interesting this will be, but I guess we'll find out. So it is now uh, sometime in the afternoon on July 11th, and I'm recording this in my car, hands-free, of course. On my way back from picking up a 2023 KTM 250 XCW. So, just kind of chronicling that process a little bit uh, where I went, what I found, and some cool stuff that I learned while I was there. So, picked this bike up at uh, Legends Power Sports down in Brockway, Pennsylvania, which is a dealership I found using a site I had not heard of before. That I was very excited to find. And if you don't know about it, you probably will be excited too. It's called uh, Moto hunt.com and if you ever use like like i'm sort of a car guy too i don't really have anything that's enthusiast level but i like reading about them and stuff um and car gurus is like you can search for any make and model in any year of car in the country um moto hunt is that for bikes so basically what had happened is i had heard there were really good rebates on the 2023 ktms that are left over like 1500 off which is a significant amount i think it was even more than that in april it's like 2000 so I started, I had some rides planned and some vacations planned, but um, I started doing some digging about two weeks ago. I was like, hey, where is one of these? Like, you know, are there any 2023s left and can I get a discount on them? I know the 2024 KTMs have come out. Um, the XCWs are awesome. They're an all, well, they're an all new in quotes design. They're the XC and SX designs from last year. So throttle body injection instead of throttle port, they're still fuel injected, um, fuel, obviously fuel injected, but they are still direct injected, um, oil injected is what I'm trying to say, but they're like not the old mechanical oil injection, the new, you know, fuel injection, oil injection, lots of injection in that sentence. But anyway, so I was looking for 
2023 because I was going to buy a new bike in the spring anyway. Uh, but with the amount of money you could save, we'll just move the timeline up nine months, whatever, right? That's fine. So that was kind of where I was at with it. Um, so I started digging and I uh, previously bought one from Five Star Cycles down in, um, can't remember the name of the town, South Erie, Pennsylvania. I bought one from Phil there, uh, Phil Pat, and he's kind of well known to the Rochester dual sport community because a lot of guys buy bikes from him. Um, and then I decided to go with, he didn't have any, actually. He didn't have any left. Um, all I had left were 450s, which it's kind of like, I actually thought about doing that, but I don't know. I've ridden 450s before. I don't like them. I know that that one's tame or whatever, but decided to go with the 250 XCW over the 300. The 300, by the way, was completely sold out, unless you want an Erzberg, Erzberg, Erzberg Rodeo Edition. So if you want to pay an extra, you know, uh, $3,000 for some protection items, um, some fancy graphics, and a limited edition. Um, as our friend Chris Brandicki says, being cool ain't cheap. If you want to be cool, then it's worth an extra $3,000. Um, but to me, it wasn't. So <laughs> um, so I decided to go with the 250 XCW because I also rode with a couple guys who had them. Um, so I started looking for one, and I found one down here at Legends. And let me tell you, the, the dealership experience at Legends, fantastic, just, just to throw that out there. Um, I sent an email like the last week of June, it's about a week and a half ago now, and I uh, got in touch with um, Derek down there at Legends Power Sports, Brockway PA, and I was like, hey, so this is what I'm looking for, and this is how I'm going to pay for it, and this is when I could be there. And he got back to me with a, with a quote like in, within like five minutes. So, um, you know, super good with customer service. I had some questions for him. He answered the questions. He gave me some quotes and some other stuff. Basically, everything I ever asked of the man, he did for me. And then I said, hey, I want to come get this thing on the 11th. And he was like, yeah, cool. Um, so took care of the payment and all that jazz. Um, went down. And actually, Derek was not there today. I think he, he was out for some reason. Um, but I worked with uh, Abby down there to do the delivery. Big shout out to her. Um, it's only her second week on the job. And she was the only person working the sales floor that day. So trial by fire, I guess. But you know what? She got it done. She did a good job. She helped me and about four other people all, all by like 10 o'clock in the morning, which is like the first hour of her day. So good job, Abby. Keep rocking it out. And uh, then the other cool thing was that all my DMV paperwork was taken care of. Um, and I like I was sitting in the, uh, the finance guy, Tim, his name, Tim down at uh, Legends Power Sports in Brockway. And I was like, and he's like, so I signed, signed a bunch of paperwork. And he's like, hold on, let me go get, go get somebody to sign this. And I looked at the paper, and it was the manufacturer's certificate of origin. So they notarized them right there at the dealership. Now, if you listen to this you're, and you buy bikes in Pennsylvania, you know that one of the things we do is we register them in New York. But because it's out of state, we have to handle all sales tax and all DMV paperwork ourselves. Um, there are some dealerships that don't have a notary on site. And New York does require it to be notarized. There are some dealerships that do not have a notary on site. If they don't, they have to take it to a notary, and they're going to take it when they have enough paperwork to get a bunch of them done. Um, but Legends has a notary on site, so I left with my title notarized, which was awesome. Um, he said that very casually, and then I was like, wait, did you get that notary? He goes, yeah, we do that for all of them. I'm like, well, thank you, sir, because that just made my life a lot easier. Um, there are some dealerships, I'm not going to name names, where guys have been waiting like four, six week, four to six weeks for that. Um, and I left with it in hand, which is great, because now I can get to the DMV, get my stuff done, and um, have at it. So 
cool dealership, cool place to go. Um, a little bit of a long ride. It was like three and a half hours from my house in Rochester, but um, it's okay. You know, took a half day from work and uh, made my way on down there and got everything done and then made my way back. Um, there are several sheets along the way if you if you like that. Um, if you don't know what that is, next time you're down there, go to one. They're really cool. Cheap gas and um, amazing junk food that you can order on a touchscreen. My kids love it. It has the saltiest fries I've ever eaten. Um, in that store. Total, total rant. I've been sitting in my car, in the car by myself for about eight hours now. So, um, you know, it was just kind of, kind of ranting. But anyways, um, other cool thing I saw when I was at Legends Power Sports Brockway was there were four, four, one, two, three, four, um, KTM, 2023 KTM XCW F bikes that all said, that all had a tag on them that said sold to border patrol. Um, did not think to ask, kicking myself because I wish I had, um, what the deal was with that. But apparently, somebody in the uh, U.S. Border Patrol has good taste in uh, good taste in dirt bikes and buys buys dirt bikes. And I think somebody had a fun day. Um, somebody who works in procurement had a good day that day because he probably rides dirt bikes. And was like he or she or they probably rides dirt bikes and was like, "Yo, you know what I did? I bought four brand new KTM's." And I was like, "Shut up! No, you did." It's like, "Yeah, yeah, I did." Um, so I don't know whether, what those are used for, where they're headed. Like I said, I did not think to ask and I really wish I had. Um, but, uh, it's just cool to know that that's going on. I guess there's not any American made dirt bikes. So our government has to buy dirt bikes. Border patrol needs to get to places. Um, so they, they buy those. I don't know, um, what they do to them. Like, I don't know if they're, if they run them as is, or they make them conspicuous or what inconspicuous rather because a bright orange bike with bright orange graphics and a bright orange frame like these 2023s have, going to stand out like a sore thumb, especially in an environment where maybe you don't want it to be seen. But maybe they do want it to be seen. Like I said, I don't know where they were headed. Um, I would think it's probably somewhere near the Canadian border just because of where the bikes were purchased. Um, you know, an hour and a half, two hours from Buffalo. So that would be my guess as to where they were headed. Um, but I actually don't know the answer to that one way or the other. Um, and now I know why Legends didn't have any of those bikes left because I was looking at 450s also. Um, and they didn't have any. Now we know why because they sold them all to Border Patrol. So I don't think that's any kind of big secret. I mean, if they're sitting there in the winner's circle, which is what they – that's what they call their delivery area, which is awesome. Um, they call it the winner's circle. So they uh, so they were sitting in there. But um, coming up, I'm going to be doing not a lot of stuff this bike. Um, protection items, obviously. And then um, I'm a little bit – I'm a little bit outside the uh, weight range for the stock suspension on these. So taking them to uh, Steve Matthewson suspension systems sometime within the next two weeks to do that. Um, Steve, I talked to him the other night and he provides a good service for this. So I'm going to go there and do that, get it sprung from my weight, throw some protection items on it, and then it'll be time to ride. Um, have, having everything done for Michaud Dual Sport, which is coming up in uh, in about a month here, about a month and about five weeks here is the goal which is not going to be a problem I, everything's kind of on the schedule i already have most of what i need so that'll be my first like long ride on this bike um from what i hear the two strokes are a little bit less tiring um i personally feel like i've gotten a lot more skilled on the four strokes so and i did have a 200 xcw yeah a 2007 200 xcw and i rode that thing for years so and i rode a yz250 prior to that if you listen to the show you know how i feel about those but um, the 200 XCW was a pretty great bike. Um, 
And I'm thinking these 250s are kind of like that. A lot of guys ride the 250 now um, and have kind of said no to the 300. They're on the 250s. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I've also never owned a two-stroke with um, oil injection. Always had to premix. So oil injection, that's a cool thing. It's going to make life a little bit easier, I think. Um, KTM says that the tank holds up to – the oil tank is good for up to five tanks of fuel, which is nice. That basically means you can run an entire dual sport. You can fill your two-stroke oil, run a whole dual sport, and then, you know, be good to go. Um, and maybe just carry some in your pack just for emergencies, which I'll probably do anyways. But – yeah, that's the uh, that's the breakdown on that. I thought it was really neat, and I want really the border patrol thing is what I was most interested in because I was like, that's really cool that you know that that's border patrol is using those bikes too. So there must be something to them to the um, the ruggedness and the longevity of them. I guess if uh, border patrol says they're good to go, because I'm sure that those guys are not easy on them, <laughs> and I'm sure that the maintenance schedule the maintenance schedule is actually probably adhered to, um, but I'm sure that they are not easy on them. Especially if they're whatever they're doing with them, who knows? Chasing people down, maybe patrolling the woods somewhere. Um, but I think, yeah, I think that's that that's everything. So just wanted to put something together real quick. And as I said, I had some time to do this, anyways. Um, state of the podcast is the same as always. We're still doing it, and we'll do it when we have time and when we feel like we got something to talk about. Um, we have a couple ideas kicking around, just for reference. Um, I did, and there's stuff on our YouTube channel too. I'll be posting content there as well when I have time. Um, posted something from Dirty Dabbers Day One, and then never did the rest of it. Um, but so we got content for that. Um, you know, I got um, I did Dirty Dabbers with uh, Matt Ryder and a whole bunch of other guys. Um, all the names are not in my head right now, but there was a bunch of you, most a good number, good chunk of you listen to this. Um, and then uh, Chris that co-hosts with us, and Adam, and also Matt, a couple other guys went and did. Um, they went and did the Baby Burr in uh, southern Ohio, like just outside of Columbus, um, which is from Rochester's quite a haul. It's like a seven-hour drive. But sounds like it was a little slick down there, which was the warning. It's like, hey, if it's wet, don't go to Baby Burr. It was wet. Everyone went to Baby Burr anyway. But we might do a recap on that because we got a lot of – we have like, you know, a couple folks that went to both events and then some that went to just ones. So we kind of do a little bit of crossover on that one. And then coming up, we've got the uh, Misho Dual Sport, which is uh, August 18th, 18th or 19th? I think it's the 19th. The third Saturday in August, whatever that is. I think it's the 19th. Um, and all the boys are going to be out for that one. So we got um, we got uh, myself, Adam is going. We'll probably ride together. Chris will probably ride with us. Um, our friend Matt again is coming. Um, his nephew, Rhett Warren, from the... Uh, Elkar's ADV YouTube channel. No, actually, Warren's not coming. Never mind. He's doing something else. But the point is, a bunch of bunch of guys that I know are going to be there. Uh, probably all ride together or in a couple groups. So that'll be cool. Um, get everyone together, and then we can talk about the uh, talk about the Misho Dual Sport for sure. Um, big shout out to Marco and DVTR, uh, the DVTR crew and Marco, I should say, because Marco will tell you that his team is more important than him. <laughs> so shout out to the DVTR crew and, and uh, Marco and Liz for all the work they do. Um, they do, they do a good job, and they put together a heck of an event. It's supposed to have some longer. You've also got Hancock two weeks before that. That's a good one. Um, I will be, I will not be at that one, but uh, a lot of the guys we know, and Chris, that's uh, our co-host, he'll be there. Um, what else we got going on? And then, of course, King of the Hill at Hogback, which is the July 21st, 20, excuse me, July 22, 23. It's supposed to be a big one. Um, today it's part of the Battle for New York series, 
with uh, Western New York, uh, sorry, not Western New York, Empire State MX, and um, one of the other ones, WYMA maybe. So they got that coming up. Um, it's going to be a big event. It's also near, it's also near um, Unadilla, like date-wise, so might get some of the big names in for that, we hope. I guess we'll see. And um, the other thing is that it's near um, Loretta's, which means we probably will miss some of the amateur guys, but um, you, know, you can't plan everything perfectly for everybody. And any date is going to have an issue. So so that's coming up. Um, it's another big, big event. And then, uh, yeah, I know the Monkey Butt, um, the entry, I think, open sometime soon, uh, Wayne County Motorcycle Club. That is capped at 300 riders per day. So 300 for Saturday, 300 for, Saturday, for Sunday. Um, or you can buy a pass for the whole weekend. So, you know, there, there's a couple options there. I think that is everything, or at least everything I've got for now. So, you know, we say, see you at the races.